The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Match Review. We are discussing the Saturday afternoon PPV uh, boo game um, <laughs> against Crystal Palace. Uh, my name's Adonis. You know me as the Adelites on Twitter. And joining me today is our resident Riot Badger at Riot Badger, Alex. Good afternoon, everyone. And our special opposition guest uh, from the five-year plan is Jack Pierce. How are you going, mate? Hi there. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very welcome. Well, you better be entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Dance, Mickey, dance. (laughs) I hope they've sent the entertaining one. I'll try it. I'll try it. I'll see what I can do. If, if, if you are if you are going to be leaning on me for my dance skills, then I probably should leave now. But, oh um, fuck! Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, should we get somebody else on? Yeah. Dance, no, Jack, come on. <laughs> it's, it's not a sight. It's not a sight anyone needs. <laughs> it's the first. It's the first night. Of, it's the first night of lockdown, and everyone's meant to be behaving themselves. I can't start dancing. It's going to be a. Going to be a disaster. You do it inside. It's fine, isn't it? True enough. Yeah. Everybody dies now. <laughs> so football. I can't see my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've killed it already, Anna. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's mutual, mutually assured destruction. To be fair. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Uh. Our listener knows quite a bit about Leeds. Um. So Jack, can you? <laughs> Tell uh, tell them. Um, don't um, assume their uh, gender, guys. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you tell them a little bit about uh, Crystal Palace? How your season's got? I, as I understand it, you've lost three out of the last five. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we've um, after our super start, which was the first time we won two game, the first two games of a Premier League season. Um, we yeah have stuttered since really, and have gone from Champions League challenges to. Uh, kind of perennial bottom six, bottom seven. Um, so, yeah, not a great... I mean, last time out against Wolves was a bit of a bit of a damp script, to be honest. Um, we, we, we weren't great, and uh, Wolves kind of had it tied up by half-time. So, looking for a bit of a bounce-back from, from Palace, but Hodgson doesn't really do bounce-backs, to be honest. It's, a, it's often more of a, a more measured approach. So, I doubt, I doubt it'll be the most instantaneous response the Premier League will see. Right. We've we've also gone from uh, Champions League uh, pretenders to um, relegation <laughs> strugglers uh, in one game. It, it took about ninety minutes for for our own fans to turn on ourselves, and uh, the, indeed the, the, our team to turn on itself also. Yeah, sort of nobody believed it after that first goal. It's like now nah, we're done, lads. The, the thing is, the thing is, we're playing Leicester. Or I think this season we've already had uh, five or six different suggestions about who's going to do a Leicester. Uh, and it turns out it might well be Leicester. So maybe you just had the bad, the bad luck to be playing them at the, the yeah. time you played them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, they're not has been rejects, are they anymore? They're uh, <laughs> no. Premier League winners. No. Um, although it was uh, a bit of a mystery to see Christian Fuchs playing, um, who uh, I thought had long since retired and left the Premier League. But there he was at Ellen Road, a bit like a, a veteran celeb, just kind of turning up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Leicester, Leicester were good. Leicester were good for about twenty minutes in the second half. I did fancy 
you guys to at least you know grab another one and, and fight for at least a point. But when they got the third, it kind of just yeah, it's out really, didn't it? Yeah. Collapsed like a flan in a cupboard. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they. Um, um, I can't believe nobody called for an extra drug testing on uh, Christian Fuchs. I, I'd be surprised if they hadn't pumped him full of steroids and uh, youth <laughs> drugs. I don't know what youth yeah. drugs are. Youth drugs. <laughs> Whatever the cool cool kids are doing. (laughs) Sounded good in my head. Um, Yeah, he he must be he must be pushing thirty five now, which um, you know, as we all know, is ancient for uh, for anyone that's playing Premier League football. So, well, he was um, defending against Pablo Hernandez, who's thirty (laughs) six. Yeah, (laughs) thirty five. Thirty five. Probably between them, they could retire. You know, I I have heard that Sky are bringing back that kind of famous veteran six aside they used to have in their 90s so maybe it's an early showing of that one yeah it must be it must be i'd be looking forward to that uh wearing my retro shirts very nice yeah, yeah they get old as possible yeah. van basten yeah. what's he doing get him back maradona he's recovered hasn't he from his brain surgery get him on the fucking pitch oh. get yeah. him going come Pelé. on come on pelle <laughs> have your blue pill pelle get on the pitch yeah. take the blue pill but i'm old get on the pitch yeah. <laughs> I think Maradona will be fine once he had a night's bed rest he'll be absolutely fine he's good to go yeah exactly they've put a brain oh, in that, that was what the surgery that, was I... wasn't it they've they put a brain in now he'll be off the drugs get him on yeah, yeah. So, and uh, so Mr. Mr. Maradona uh, we just need to take a blood test oh my god it's just white powder spilling everywhere what's going on here <laughs> kind of like if you do some work on a roof and just I don't I just find a load of asbestos or something it's probably what you find in Maradona <laughs> Yeah, you cut him in half, and he's just—it's just white powder. How? Oh, yeah. Okay. Suction, nurse. Suction. Yeah. Well, good. We we wish him well. We we wish him well with his recovery. Uh, don't do drug, do drugs, kids. Yeah. Just don't. Just say no. If Diego Maradona comes up to you and says, "You want some of my blood?" Just say no. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's no. what the cool kids are doing. Maybe that's the young person's drug. <laughs> It's Maradona's blood. I mean, it's just gone full. Yeah, circle. mate. Have you had a, have you had any uh, Diego transfusions yet, mate? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I could see sounds. My pupils were sources. <laughs> <laughs> I was just jumping over Peter Shilton time and time again. It's the best. I saw so, the hand of God. It was in front of yeah, me. Yeah, it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone full. You know, this green screen thing is not working for you, Alex. It's not, is it? Because I had to keep disappearing. Yeah, bye. Your head. Bye, everyone. Your head disappears. You've full-on decapitated. I'll get rid of it. I'll see the uh, the shit storm that is my... uh, Are you not outside on the road? Are you not in the car park? (laughs) No, no. Honestly, if it were this weather as well, you know, hiding from fireworks. (laughs) Change it. Never mind. Uh, Oh, dear. You you don't have to change it. I've kind of got used to that. I've I've got used to that Zoom um, effect really with with work calls over the last six months or so just by watching, you know, colleagues just have partners put cups of tea in front of them like some something out of a high a sci-fi movie or something. But yeah, <laughs> their arm just appears out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. People disappearing in calls is is part of the course now. In fact, when we are able to go back to pubs again, I'm going to kind of look for that when just in you know, typical human interaction. So <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, he didn't disappear. Half naked people walking in the background getting ready for the orgy. <laughs> the after Zoom orgy. That's a bit close to home. That did actually nearly happen with a work call recently. Not on my end. While I was watching at the other end, it, it wasn't. 
What happened to your end? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Somebody's somebody's end. Somebody's end. (laughs) Not mine. Not mine. Yeah, that's that's happened at my work as well. It's a thing of legend. Uh, I don't I don't want to uh, disclose too much information, no. but uh, no. somebody was serviced early in the morning. Oh wow! wow, 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 wow. <laughs> um, good job. Yeah. Good job. It's on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so Palace's form has been, uh, you know, a bit patchy in parts. And, uh, <laughs> hey, there yeah. we go. Hey. It's, it's the Palace Ross. <laughs> ah, you Ross in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who he is. He's our other uh, podcast host who normally draws us back into talking about football rather than talking about... Do you you want me to play Ross tonight? Yeah, I think you might have to, mate, because we'll go down the rabbit hole. Yes. (laughs) uh, Patchy Farm, then. Yes, please. (laughs) Is there anything you want to know about Leeds? Uh... How do you? I have a question about a few of the transfers because um, you you obviously spent quite a bit, and uh, you know, just wondered how you feel they've adapted. Um, having, you know, had what, what have we had? Have we had a quarter of the season, or just under a quarter of the season? How, how do you we? feel? Kind of the bigger name signings are doing. Have we? That'd be that'd be about nine games, nine point five games or something. But uh, oh, so. wow, that's gone quick. Jesus, Ooh. he's good at he's um, good at maths as well. It must be Ross. Ross must be good at maths. Because... <laughs> yeah, that's it. Invoking Ross. Um, yeah, new signings. I think they've settled in really well. We've only got one player that we've not seen, which is uh, Urente. Yeah. Because he went uh, on international duty with Germany and came back with a groin strain. So we've not seen him play for us yet. Okay. Uh, but we're talking about Robin Cock, who uh, started the season with us at centre-back. Uh, it was a little bit shaky. Shaky Cock. Oh, there's so many jokes. Um <laughs> And he, he's been solid, <laughs> for fuck's sake. He's, he's been I can't really believe he us. wasn't the one with the groin strain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's been really good for us. I think that he's kind of slipped back a little bit um, in the last game. Uh, and he was he made a mistake for the first goal and was really... Uh, he'd lost his confidence for the rest of the game. It seemed like he wasn't the uh, stalwart that he's been in the previous games. Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo... He's uh, fitting really well. Um, we thought he was going to be in competition with Bamford for the number nine. Um, but it seems that Bamford stepped up and he is the number nine, but Rodrigo slotted in in a sort of advanced midfield role and they work and play off, with each, play off really well mm-hmm. from each other. And then there's Rafina. Uh, so Rafina's not really played a, a big part because he's just catching up with fitness. But what we have seen has been quite promising. Uh, but he had a, an ankle strain for uh, the last game. But we think he's just seen the weather and gone, fuck that. And uh, wrapped himself up in the stands and just not See played. you in March, that, t- that yeah. type of attitude. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I think other than that, the, the other signings are ones that we've had on loan. So Jack Harrison, he's yeah. uh, a massive fit into the team. He's on loan at the minute, but we will uh, buy him at the end of the season. Um, Ian Pervedas now coming into he, we bought him last season but he's now a first teamer he looks really promising even though he's about three foot nothing great to see a man and under about, 25 with the name Ian to be honest I'm absolutely delighted yeah it's it. oh, Jan isn't it it's Jan <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah we call him Ian little Ian little yeah. his middle name's Carlo he's wow. basically Ian okay. Carl but then Ocampo Jan Carlo Perveda Ocampo yeah, yeah. Ocampo. I've got to say lads if you're looking for Palace middle name if you're looking for Palace middle name uh, information I haven't really got that with me, so um, yeah, might not have that on call. Oh, Rosswood, <laughs> bloody amateur. Oh, sorry, you bloody southern amateurs. <laughs> Honestly, you know, Gary, Jonathan, Gap. Ga- Gary Jonathan Cahill. I'll put a 
Yeah, you know I'm what? Just... You could tell us. We won't know. No, so no, just no. make it up. I, I think I know Wilfs. <laughs> I think Wilfs is, I don't know if it's his middle name, um, but it's Dazet. D-A-Z-E-T, I think. I you recall. definitely made that up. Like Daz but smaller. No, I have not. <laughs> I think it is. But he's just wilping our part. So he he, got, he gets by with uh, just, yeah, he's a bit like Prince or, or Madonna, just wilf. <laughs> just, yeah. You um, can't get the guests these days, I tell you. Sorry, Dad. These guests yeah. coming on, giving up in their own time, doing it for free. Uh, <laughs> not, not knowing Terrible. middle names. <laughs> worst. We don't we don't talk about middle names in this podcast for reasons. Uh, it's um, it's interesting to hear though about the uh, the signings. I think um, Bielsa doesn't strike me as someone that brings anyone into the squad unless he sees a purpose for them. So um, mm. you know he clearly likes Jack Harrison. Who is it? His third loan spell. Yes, uh, the second loan spell. Okay. Oh no, is it third? Uh, isn't it? Um, yeah. Technically, it was for the first season for Bielsa, wasn't it? Yeah. Technically and also non-technically, it's his third. <laughs> he's like one of the most long-standing players, and he's never actually been a permanent Leeds player. It's it's pretty good going that he's made such huge improvements at year on year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been he, he, definitely is he the lad that had a yeah? Is he the lad that had a spell in the states? Did he come yes. through? Yeah, New York. Yeah. It was it was at, um, for a while. Yeah. Start spreading the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his time as a Sinatra tribute act was great, yeah. <laughs> In fact, his football picked up once he stopped doing kind of the uh, the amateur <laughs> nights. It was, it, you know, it's clearly having an impact on his play. He's <laughs> uh, yeah. focused now. That's it. <laughs> they have a great, great initiation song, though. <laughs> yeah, turned into a concert when he you know pre-season it was great they just song after song they just kept banging them out um i want to hear the story of somebody doing an initiation song but doing come sail away by sticks and that will be my favorite player forever just sing the whole of that and have you ever read that song uh, no that's you're gonna have to yeah, do just carmen just <laughs> no you don't want to listen to that i used come to do a sound check song as well no 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 i'm too old now me and pablo Hernandez are too old I'm sailing away Sailing open cars For the virgin sea Oh dear Well, um Normally we we've talked about football a bit more, but I guess I'll do it now. So each week we <laughs> on, um, each week we do a a prediction. So uh, you can also give the names of scorers, and you get a, you get a point if they if they do indeed score. Vardy scored last week, didn't it? So that would have given. It all, did, yeah. Please all, please give me a point. Yeah, you both got a point from last week. Okay, but you're still losing, Alex. So basically, uh, yeah, standard. Yeah, you get uh, you get one point for guessing if it's a win loss or draw, and you get three points for a correct score, and you get a point each for the scorers. So I'll start with you, Jack, um, the uh, incumbent. Yeah, we we don't score many, so um, I'm going to go, uh, and I'm not going to be Palace buys. I'm going to go for a one-one. Okay, and I'm going to say. It's tempting to go Wilf because he's pretty much 
the only thing that does score goals for us. Um, but Bashwai, I think, is a three... Uh, offside goals in three games. So I'm going to say he's going to stay on line, stay on side for for one game, and he's going to score. Um, and then I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Tyler Roberts with ten minutes to go. That's what I'm going to do. Oh wow! Wow. If, yeah. if if he's come from nowhere, if he scores in the nowhere. 80th minute, I yeah. am I'm giving you five points. That's fucking ridiculous prediction. Okay. Don't know where it came from. Okay. Um, <laughs> like a lightning thing. bolt. Yeah. So, Palace had a low scoring. We only scored one in the last game, but we've, we're on zero goal difference now, so we're on evens. So I think we'll be trying to redress the balance. I reckon it's going to be 2-1 leads. I think Zaha, definitely, because he's in my FPL as well, so I need him to score. Um, <laughs> Bamford, also in my FPL, so I need him to score. And I'll go Dallas. Stewie Dallas, no. Dallas. Can I just uh, mention Patrick Bamford just for one second mm. before? Yeah, of he, course. He, you may not, you may not recall this because I don't, I don't even think he would probably recall this. He had a loan spell at Palace. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think how. Yeah. Well, I think so would he. He, he was there. For, he was there meant to be there for a whole season on loan from from Chelsea. He banged a load in for Borough, the se- Middlesbrough, the season before in the Championship, and yeah, and, and we got him on loan and thought, yeah, this is a really exciting signing. I think some rate him as one of the worst Palace players they've ever seen during his spell. And the final nail in the coffin was he came on, it was either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, and I can't actually remember the game, but he was, he was dreadful for 45 minutes. And he basically waved goodbye as he walked off the pitch to say, oh, I don't like it here. I'm not, I'm not enjoying this. And we kind of waved back and went, it's, it's mutual, mate. You, you do what you need to. <laughs> And he left. I think. I think it's one of those weird Wikipedia entries where it will say like six appearances, no goals, and people in news will be like, "Did he go to Palace? Was he at Palace?" You know, when yeah, he's banging he, goals in for England, you know, it's you know typical Palace, really. He also had to apologise for tweets that he made criticising his time at Palace. Uh, so he said, "If I were being honest, it's been terrible. No one wants to sit on the bench and not play. It was my decision. The gaffer hasn't actually spoken to me." And then his, his big uh, reply to it was, my comments after the game at the weekend were taken completely out of context. And for that, I want to apologise. I really enjoyed my time at Palace. The lads were brilliant. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't actually remember who the gaffer would have been that he's referring to. What, what year is the article from? Uh, it's Pardew. Oh, it's Pardew. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there's, a, there's a, a quiet soul who would have definitely taken other people's feelings into consideration. <laughs> so, you know, he's... Uh, He's all for that. Um, but yeah, he, he, he went, I don't know if he went back to Chelsea and then out somewhere else, but yeah, it was only half a season and uh, it was, he wasn't really missed. Yeah, he, end, he ended up else. back at Borough permanently and that's where we, we bought him from. Um, but yeah, what makes me laugh about that is Atari being, complaining about being taken out of context. <laughs> Brilliant. It yeah, happened that's, earlier. That's never He's happened before. He's Atari. Brilliant. No. <laughs> Uh, good, good, good practice for his time as I don't know cabinet member for countryside <laughs> management or something in years to come. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. Um... In fact, no, it'll be you know that's when no. I was just gonna. It's not. It's not when. It's not when he's banging goals in for England that people will go. Did he have a loan spell at Palace? It's when he's prime minister. That's when people will say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's Palace. All right. Yeah. It's funny you should say Ex-Palace that. Ex-Palace striker, <laughs> Prime Minister Patrick Bamford. Yeah. A, a lot uh, of Pal- Palace fans consider him like one of the worst players to play for Palace because they think 
prior to this season, probably a lot of Leeds fans felt the same way about Leeds. About him playing oh, for really? Leeds. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he missed really? a lot of chances. The thing is... A lot. Yeah, you don't, if you don't um, watch him... If you expect him to score goals last season, this season he is scoring, so he's doing really well. But yeah. if you watched him expecting him to knock in 20 goals a season, he wasn't going to do it. But the work that he put in was massive. Um, but yeah, the, a lot of people don't see that. You've, I've got some new stands next to me in the cop, a few rows down, just shouts, get it forward every 35 seconds. So people don't really understand football massively. No. So they're, they're entitled to their opinion. I like play the way it, you play translated that. <laughs> From the, from the original. Get it forward. <laughs> get it forward. Get it forward. Get it forward. What are you messing up? Get it forward. That's how it is. <laughs> get it on his forehead. What? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> forward. Get it forward. Yeah, he, I think what I don't really, I don't really have that great a memory of him, to be honest. I had a season to get the time, but I honestly can't really remember him. Other than the only notion I have of him is that he always seemed to be offended if he had the ball nicked off him. As if to say, that's my ball. I wanted more time with that, and I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna play it off. And he, he looked like the type of player that couldn't adapt from the Championship to the Premier League. So it has been a bit surprising, even though he's five years older now. It has been a bit surprising to see that he has been able to, you know, adapt so quickly to to the league and score as many as he's scored so far. So yeah, now, there's a few players oh. in Leeds that we're thinking of that of, like Stuart Dallas, for example. You know, most of the team. That they're playing at this level is is way beyond our expectations of them when we first bought them. So yeah, pay per view. Should we talk about that? I think they've ditched. I did. Com- I completely got in the way of the predictions there. Sorry. No problem. Well, we, we all did it. Everybody. We, we did haven't it. had your prediction. It, it doesn't. It doesn't do predictions. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. No. Nicely no. sidestepped. Okay. No, no. If you if you don't predict, you can't be wrong. So. <laughs> I'm wrong enough. Trust me, I'm wrong enough. I feel bad enough about myself already. I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to get a dose of ego bursting, um, anxiety each week. So, um, pay per view. So you just, you just uh, outsource that to me. Yes, exactly. Pay per view. Yes, that's what I've got Alex in for. Um. You've. Um, <laughs> You've prepaid it, haven't you, Jack? You've been a very good boy. You're definitely not going to illegal, illegally stream it, are you? Do you know, do you know what? I haven't um, watched it either illegally or legally, either of our games. I've, I've relied on the old-fashioned wireless for both. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, old school. It's been, it's been, yeah, it's been a nice... I've, I've been doing other stuff at both times. Yeah. And uh, it's actually been quite nice to, to do it. And I feel, I feel calmer because, you know, as soon as the ball goes within 30 metres of Palace's goal, I'm not on the edge of my seat uh, thinking, you know this is going to be the end of it because I don't really know where the ball is on the radio it's just you know someone's dulcet tones telling me that there's a football match going on but um I, I, have, and, I and I won't be paying for this one either I, I I I just can't believe this was a policy ever adopted and I'm no. I'm very pleased to hear that it has been ceased I don't know when it's ceasing I think somebody said after the international break things will be back to they yeah were. basically our game is the, one of the last ones so yeah. they want to make Cash. sure they get that sweet 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 Palace Leeds money <laughs> yeah. and then there'll be uh, that sweet 45 quid from the three people that <laughs> do it. it so good on them <laughs> yeah I don't actually know a single person that's done any PPV game not um not for any of the bigger clubs uh not for for their beloved team. I, I really think it's been an absolutely awful decision by the powers that be to pursue that. I yeah. think it's been nonsense. 
well, there was one person in the comments replying to because uh, we did a like boycott PP. I'm sorry for the fireworks, by the way. This will come up on the mix, to be honest. So <laughs> it's really bad. Um, yeah, so it's um, we did a, a boycott PPV, and basically people donated the money to food banks. Yeah, and there was somebody in the reply to that saying, "You're just putting people towards illegal streams, you know, just collecting for this charity and looking after like hungry people. You're just forcing them to do illegal streams. It's like, I guess you're paying yeah. for it, then, mate. <laughs> I guess you are one of them. Yeah. That, that's, that yeah, kind of so, yeah. that kind of suggests that the Premier League or whoever's actually collecting this is akin to a food bank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a hungry child. I, I can't believe you're not yeah. giving these millionaires more money." And instead, <laughs> you're giving hungry kids food, you bastard. I can't believe it. Oh, I can't believe it. I never considered the Premier League the Oliver Twist of the conglomerate world. I never, <laughs> I never knew it. Please, sir, Please. could I have more 1495? <laughs> yeah. And instead of, instead of PPE, which they should have been fucking, at least getting somebody who is able to provide that, to provide it there we've yeah, all been well. focusing on fucking ppv which just sounds like a fucking had, terrible disease that you're going to get spots all over your dick or something you don't want ppv no no <laughs> my mate had it oh, no was, no you don't want sorry. that I, I had a really good night last night and you know i think we've gotten really well but i've got something to tell you <laughs> i think you might need to have a check for ppv yeah i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a, it, it summarises for me just the worst of the Premier League, and I think why some Palace fans and I'm sure some Leeds fans, you know, do offer that adage of well, I wish we were in the Championship, or you know, I wish football, I wish it was simpler, uh, because paying additional fees to watch Fulham versus Palace at an empty Craven Cottage is about as bad an essence of capitalism as I could possibly imagine, to be honest. It's yeah. burn. It burns. It's red, red raw, and it creates more hungry children. The worst venereal <laughs> disease of all time, PPV. It makes me really anxious for ninety minutes as well. <laughs> when was when was this Saturday? Three p.m. What do you want to know about it? It's you know. <sighs> I'll be paying though because I need to. I need to pay because I can legitimately watch it and then talk about it on the review. So I, I've paid my fifteen pounds, and yep. will I will be definitely watching it on a legitimate um, source. Yeah. Well, it's and why I ref- it's why I refuse to come on the review show instead. I insisted. Right. I'm only for the preview. I'm not paying. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> you could review. You you could review from from your wireless. Speaking of which, wireless it it, it does it does um <laughs> does make me think like oh you, you could um. You could go full uh, virtue signaling, you know. I, I've got my wireless kids, and I don't know what, what you're uh, talking about with your television. You don't need to pay Sky and everything. Look, th- I've got the wireless, and I'm perfectly fine with it. It's like all I the. Can imagine. It was just uh, just wireless, wasn't it? You didn't watch on this TV stuff, anybody black and white on telly anyway. So you about wireless. What I didn't tell you guys was I actually. Um, I developed that that crib sheet that they had in magazines in the 1930s, where the radio the radio commentator would, would tell you where the ball was on the pitch by which quadrant it was in. So you know, back to square one. The ball, the ball now goes into number eight. Yes, the Reds have it. Yes, you know, just 
I really went all the all the way with it, and um, and then halfway through the game, the, the news broke that Hitler had invaded Poland. And oh just, yeah, that that sucks. That to be fair, that was that, rubbish. You know, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. That so, should, you know, got to keep politics out of sport, really. You it's really have to, yeah. yeah. Certainly, politics out of podcasts. Sorry, yeah. Les. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, this one, this one, it's fair game on politics. Who um, would I think? Who, who would Hitler have supported? Well, uh, he was Austrian, so I don't know where in Austria he's from. So you might be able to tell us uh, tell yeah. us more about that. Yeah, no, I might have been able to if I cared or if I knew anything about it, but I don't. Um, I think he'd be I, a scum fan. I think he'd be a Man United fan. Do you think? Ah, it's your red yeah. devils. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Red devils. I like your um, colours. Okay. I like your yeah. colours. And the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go scum. <laughs> I, I, I think he'd have probably like taken on a team just to have something to talk about with the with the people within the uh, within the powers that be that did that did like football. And like you know, just mention Ryan Giggs on on like rhythm of every couple of minutes. Yes, Ryan Giggs is good, but no, I'd, he doesn't strike me as a football fan, Hitler. No, he's, he's, he's definitely. Uh, I don't think he's a football fan. I don't think he is. He's like calling calling uh, Ed Woodward. Can you can you fire all the black players? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tottenham Hotspur? No. no. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to go. Should we tug at that string? I really don't I, think we should. No, I'm, I'm getting that kind of red fever around my back of my neck, where I'm like, we need to move away from this. <laughs> but I know which team he's supported. It's about Red Bull Blitzkrieg. Oy. Next Oy. Oy. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, whatever the the high energy drink of the day was. Yeah, you know, whatever it would have been. I think it, yeah. I think it was Coke. I think it was Coke, didn't it? And Coke actually yeah. used to have Coke in it, didn't it? Well, that's that's where Fanta came from. And gather around, kids. World War Two facts. Uh, they couldn't get Coca Cola into Germany because of the embargo when they declared war. So the Germans invented Fanta. That's where Fanta comes from. It's a Nazi drink. Oh, so yeah. if you drink Fanta, Nazi. Yeah, and I've, I've, also... I've literally, I've, I've, I've got three bottles of it in the fridge. Oh, there we go. Now third rack. Oh. So. <laughs> and you brought it, you brought it up. You brought it up, Jack. You can't be peddling away from it now. When you started digging, <laughs> you started digging a hole, like a... and he said, "Come on, lads, I've got some shovels for you." All <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to do, oh. just tweet it, like write in your notes app on your phone, and then to post it, say it was taken out of context, and you're fine. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I feel like one of those one of those people that's come out of a polling station and said that I voted for Joe Biden when I know full well that I didn't. <laughs> just feel I feel terrible. Oh man, the dishonesty. I did read <laughs> so an article about, um, oh, I think it was on TIFO, actually. You can check it out. Uh, they do some interesting stuff. There was a Nazi flag that was raised at White Hart Lane. And it was, it was England versus Germany in a friendly. And um, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure that England players had to give the Heil Hitler salute as well. Um, so that was like early well, yeah. in the 30s or mid-30s, I think, before, before we knew... Yeah, that that he was a complete... I don't think um, we were sending teams over for friendlies while the war started, so I'm guessing pre-39. Yeah, definitely. It was, yeah. Oh, he's invaded like... Poland, we can't have a friendly anymore. Oh, no. cool it off. Cool it off. Yeah. 
Oh, it would have been an early now, September Hitler. international winter. Yeah, come on. <laughs> God, we were gonna. We were all set to have a nice football game. Look what you've done. Oh, Hitler. 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 We'll have to wait. Well, Christmas Day now. I was gonna say, go give it three months. We'll play over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> wrong war. I do know that's the wrong war. Apologies. Yeah. For yeah. Any is. historians here? I think um, this is the furthest off track we've no ever been. No, it don't work. This is a Crystal Palace <laughs> Sorry, guys. preview, Sorry. isn't it? You were meant to be Ross. Look where you've taken us. Sorry. We crossed the Maginot line. Sorry. <laughs> I'm t- I, was, I, was, I was thinking of my mate Ross. who My, my mate Ross, who does a history podcast. Sorry, I don't know. I oh, man, I'll be a guest for that. I love that. <laughs> uh, pa- yeah, okay. Palace. Uh, yeah, Palace. PPV. I've got I've got a question about Go Palace. Uh, the the only thing I I know, uh, and my brother told me this because he came over, and he goes, "Oh, what are you doing tonight?" So I'm doing the Palace uh, preview, and I've not done any research. He goes, "Oh, I want that. I want Susanna Reid knocking off their owner." I went, "Oh, well, that's knowledge." So <laughs> apparently, that's. A I thing. don't know. I don't know yeah. if this is going to risk the status of my season ticket when I can go back into games, but I can <laughs> confirm that was a thing for a short while. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Short thing. Steve Parrish. Definite thing, definitely for sure, for yeah. sure. You you can have that one. That is that is confirmed. I think they were even pictured yeah, together. Confirmed. It was her. Oh. And the difficulty one for for Parish is because the other love of his life often sits next to him at Palace games, which is Mark Bright. So you know, <laughs> um, I think Mark Bright might have felt a bit bit of a third wheel at times. But he, yeah. look, Mark Bright's still there, and Susanna Reid's not. So who played the long game? Bright. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. So but that what, is true. That's good. Not good. Good knowledge of your brother there. That's interesting. Yeah, thing to totally niche knowledge as he's walking out of my house and so like, oh, yeah, <laughs> on a route. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. I'll mention that. <laughs> I, I yeah. did want to ask about the ultras. Um, so I, I yeah. feel like you're the only team, uh, definitely in the Premier League, but the only team in in England um, who has a uh, ultras ultras group. The Homestel, yeah, the Homestel fanatics. Yeah. yeah. They've, um, yeah, they obviously get a lot of uh, attention because of the, the noise they create, but they, they've also been uh, a power for good. And you mentioned the food banks there. If you watch on Saturday, you'll see that behind um, the goal on the Homestead end, um, there is a, a, a an advert basically for the local food bank, which is where they normally would stand. And they arrange that with the club to have that. So while you've got all the other, you know, come on, you palace and come on, Eagles, blah, blah, blah. That's what they wanted where they, where they are in, in block D, block E. But behind the goal, so they wanted that because they felt, you know, it's it's a, it's a wonderful advert for for the local food banks. So they do do a lot of good stuff for the local club, uh, sorry for the local community, and um, and recently they've um, they've also voiced, as have Five Year Plan, who I'm here on behalf of, um, voiced their concerns about the club season ticket policy. So they they are, you know, obviously the the fanatics in terms of match day experience, but also they're you know a proper voice for good. Um, for the club and the local community, so all power to them. Yeah. So they're, so they're banging the season tickets then. Oh. All gone. Oh, they're banging a drum. Sorry, they're just banging a drum <laughs> the whole time, aren't they? I mean, fifteen yeah, minutes before yeah. and fifteen minutes after, it's just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And no, um, uh, at times when you'd go to, I think Sheffield Wednesday were the ones with the drum, weren't they? Did Derby have one as well? I try and forget the championship. Uh, I can't remember Derby having a drum. Sheffield Wednesday definitely have the most annoying drummer. Um, Wigan had a drummer. Um, 
oh, Wiggins drummer. Oh my word! And it was uh, out of time as well. Yeah, you ever yeah. stand and, to himself? And when you when you've got a hangover. Um, <laughs> So I'm just wondering, <laughs> is it is it a good thing for you? Do you like that? Um, it, yeah, I, yeah. I guess you were there before the drum and after, so pre-drum yeah, and I post-drum. Mean, I, I, so where my season ticket is, I'm, I'm literally in the block next to them. And what they have is the ability to keep on going even when the game is, you know, well out of our control or, um, you know, we're playing terribly, which does often happen at home. Um, and I think, I think the club and the players and the managers have actually often come out and said, you know, the fan, whether, not just singling out the Homestale Fanatics, but saying it's the fans that get us up the pitch, um, you know, and, and there have been instances where the, the continued noise, which without the Fanatics would have gone, has kept us in the game. You know, the, the team are reminded that there's a, a fan, that, you know, the Premier League is you'll, you'll find out when, when crowds are back um, and from your time in the Premier League. There are some ghostly stadiums in this league where, yeah. you know, from minute one, there's silence. And, you know, when we first came up and I was, Doing all the big Man City. The with great, <coughs> yeah, Man City. I mean, the two Manchester clubs, both of them. I mean, I could not believe Old Trafford. It was, it was actually a very odd experience. And and the game ended. We lost one nil. And I was there with my my brother, and he just looked at me and went, "That was not what I was expecting." I don't because I think there's the notion, you know, these great nights, a bit like Anfield, the great nights under the lights at Old Trafford. But it certainly wasn't the same with a on a three p.m. wet Saturday in November a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, I think Palace has this reputation for the noise because of its comparison to um, to other other atmospheres in the league. But they do keep on going all game and it's, it's credit to them, really. Yeah, well, fair play to Scum. I mean, uh, you know, who knew what the sound of 50,000 selfies all being taken at the same time <laughs> sounded like? Yeah. God. Just it's people one of those grounds living you go in the is... moment. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those grounds you go to as an away fan and then you get asked for directions by people wearing the home club shirt and it's yeah. a bit like, I don't know, yeah. no idea. I saw, a, <laughs> a, I saw a tweet the other day with, um, with Grimsby, Grimsby's ground and, and it was from a top down from a satellite photo and, and it said on the tweet like oh, a, a football club that's part of its community and it made me think, oh, I want to Photoshop Old Trafford onto uh, London a map of London, yeah. Football in the heart of its community. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, what can you say? What can you say? But I think, you know, it, it it gives Palace that selling point in terms of who is Palace. You know, people know Palace from from the noise that they, they often hear when, when watching Palace at home games. And away, you know, our, our away support is very good as well. You know, I'm lucky enough to go to you know, five, six, seven games a season away from home. And it's always a great day out, even if we lose, because um, the atmosphere is often mean good. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there was a concern among some Palace fans that that would, that would dissipate as the, you know, don't want to sound too <laughs> first world problems, but as the years went by in the Premier League, the novelty might wear off somewhat for for the away support in general, but obviously the Fanatics, but it just hasn't. Um, and I think, I don't know if it was the start of last season or the start of the year before there or the season before, there was a dispute between the Fanatics and the club in terms of where they were located. Um, they suggested that the club had said they could move more into the central part of the stand and the club then didn't do it. So they stopped doing it. And for the maybe six or seven home games where that was happening, the atmosphere suffered without question. It was a very, very different experience, match, match day experience. 
I was going to say, what is the, uh, does Palace, do Palace have, do you guys have like a vision of where you want to go? Do you have ambition? I get the feeling that it's a club that is happy with mid-table, essentially. I mean, obviously you as a fan wouldn't want that. You'd Surely you must want a little bit of Euro- Europa League action or something down the line. I mean, would would, would be great. There's a couple. There's a couple of seats talking. You mentioned Pardew earlier on, and there was a a season where we got all the way up to Christmas and we were fifth or sixth. And we, you know, my cousins and I, my cousins who I go to games with, um, we were seriously talking about, you know, a European journey could, you know, be on the cards this season. We actually said that, and then we won the week after again, which kind of got us excited. After that, which was the week before Christmas, we won two league games all season. So, you know, we, we've we kind of been burnt by that. And we'd love a European campaign. I mean, in fairness, that season, we did lose the FA Cup final. So if we'd won that, we'd have danced all night, really, um, and probably still be dancing. Um, but That was um, where Paju was dancing. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I, have, I had actually <laughs> forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what... I, <laughs> Do you well, know what? I, 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 I want to remind you, and I'm glad thank I could you capture so much. that on uh, celluloid, <laughs> as they used to say. Do you know what's a great moment in just a proper moment in time when Pardew's doing whatever he's doing in, in the same exactly the same moment? Jason Punchin, who he benched for the cup final, having scored that goal was going absolutely ballistic and God knows what's coming from his mouth, but it was all directed at Pardew <laughs> to say, you know, you should have picked me. But at the same time, he's doing whatever that dance was. I mean, I, I, I could not tell you what had come over him at that moment to think that was relevant, cool, appropriate. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you're eight minutes away from winning what would be the, the what providing the best moment in a football club's history in over, in over a century of football. And instead of thinking, right, how do we need to set up for, for eight days? He's, doing you know living the vida loca or whatever if he was doing so um yeah thanks for that i'm gonna oh great great i've, I've that's completely taken over everything in my head now just <laughs> that eight minutes I think we were it ahead wasn't of, hitler <laughs> hitler you got through i got through hitler but pardew dancing that was the that was the straw that brought the camels back <laughs> so you've done me in now that was... <laughs> can we go back to hitler can we talk about hitler again <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to like um, put Hitler's head on Pardew doing that dance now, yeah. <laughs> and then just post it without not, context, and then not for, not for my <laughs> benefit, please, yeah. please, lis- listener, listener, don't do that, please, Jack Pierce. Oh, thank you. Uh. No, <laughs> he, um, yeah. So we we've we've kind of flirted with top table, but I think in in eight years we've not actually finished in the top half. I think eleventh's been our best finish so far. So. We would take a top half finish and this season might be the one to do it, but we do end up just kind of meandering back towards 13th, 14th every season and, and planning. I still think the club's mo, you know, main aim is to stay up and understandably, you know, for a club of Palace's size to sustain the income and the, and the profile, you know, really. This week we've had some progress on the development of the ground, which would be a big plus. If they can, if they can use the money that's come in over the last few years to improve the ground, that would be a big big benefit for the club um so yeah we'll see but no european t- it would be it would i'll tell you what it would be a proper palace experience to not be able to go and watch them in europe so if if this continued well we're living in, went into next season put a fiver on palace winning the fa cup or something and and we'll be in europe with no fans 
but but there to cheer them home when they got back to to Gatwick or something like that. <laughs> bit, bit like us uh, being in the Premier League with no fans. <sighs> Did you yeah, know what uh, sure. Victor Otta said uh, today about um, no fans being there? He said um, if uh, if we get relegated without fans being able to see Leeds in the Premier League, he's going to dive in the River Air. <laughs> really? Just Victor Is that just co- confidence that you won't then? <laughs> I, I hope he doesn't probably, do that because probably, we need it. would be Leeds that. But... Yeah, yeah kind of need to get back up. As so. long as he survives, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> that would at least be some good content. Good press, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a funny character. He's, um, I, I watched the Leeds documentary last year and he came out of it quite well, actually. I thought he was quite an interesting character. Um, yeah, the heartbreaking is. experience at the Dan James transfer not happening was one of the, the saddest moments in film of last year, to be honest. I thought he acted beautifully. It was a wonderful moment. <laughs> yeah. Why do you wonderful need, for us. Why no. do you need a plan B when plan A is, is sitting there having signed and done the shirt photos? And yeah, he's just emotional. I mean, he cries when we score a goal. You know, if you see the um, yeah. the second season of that, um, when we've as we've gone up, it's only two episodes, but uh, the second episode is really, really good and really captures the emotion of of what it meant at the end. And and yeah, he's just he's he he lives every kick. And when we score a goal, he's crying. You know, he's just people questioned him when he first came in and it's, he's just proved them all wrong. And I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, we, we had so many, many years of terrible earners and, and, and just complete mismanagement. So anybody who came in was going to be questioned, but yeah, all you want from anybody involved in your club is to show as much passion as you, as you feel. And yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's he's got as much passion as all of us put together. Um, so the uh, one thing that I wanted to know is uh, we haven't had any sort of beef, have we? There's been no kind of uh, mass brawls or riots against each other. I, I feel like we we I've got, probably... got two. Pro... Yeah. Go on, sorry, go on. No, I I just feel like once you've got all the way down to London and you get to Palace and you you see that it's kind of this small kind of homely kind of family club, then you, you don't really care because, because, you know, you're just, uh, you're not, a, you're not a big rival or you're not one of those big clubs that, I mean, you know who you are and, and you're so tired yeah. because you've come all the way from Leeds. And you've had a 15 minute walk from the train station. You know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Yeah. You know, what always makes me laugh about, you know, just, um, I'll answer the question in a second, but what always makes me laugh about, particularly the media's obsession with what a difficult place Sellers Park is to get to. We've got two train stations, three train stations within a 10-minute walk. We've got bus routes galore, and we're a 15-minute train journey from London Bridge. Like, come on, that is, like, pretty good in terms of accessibility, and that's just just lazy media, I think. Just Martin Tyler wanting a bit of a kind of sentence at the start of every match he does from Sellers Park about how difficult it is to get to Sellers Park. I've never had a problem. Talking no, it's definitely, it's definitely got a repertoire of lines that it comes out. And it's always the same about Leeds as well. Oh, you know, Leeds, yeah. have, if you watched them in the era of Revy, and it's like, wow, well, I'm, I'm playing FIFA, I'm watching Sky. Because uh, <laughs> it's just the same stuff regurgitated every game. It's on repeat. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just the same thing about Palace being difficult to get to. But anyway, in answer to the question about Leeds and Palace having beef, I've got two proper Leeds, mem- Leeds Palace associated memories. One is the devastation at David Hopkins leaving Palace uh, to join Leeds after we got promoted. Because being the naive, what was I, eight, eight or nine, thinking, oh, we've gone up, he's not going to want to leave. He left and I was devastated. And I didn't like Leeds for a while because they took David Hopkins. So that's one. Um, I, didn't, I didn't start any fights with Leeds fans, so there's no issue with uh, no, no dramas. <laughs> you took Hopkins. You took Hopkins. And then the second one, the second one was a uh, FA Cup fifth round tie where I think Palace were in the championship and it was, it was dark days. We weren't great. I think we'd just come out of administration about two seasons before, but we were very mid-table. Trevor Francis was our manager. And we might as well have just said at the start of the season, we'll finish 12th and just do, be done with it. Like, we're not going to do anything. We're going to stay up, but we're not going to do anything. But Leeds came to town for a fifth round cup game and we probably gave you a good game. And I can't remember who handled it. It might have been Harry Kuehl possibly. And it, it was all Palace fans talked about for about three months afterwards was the Leeds handball. And I doubt either of you even remember the game. So it just shows how different our worlds were at the time. <laughs> you were probably planning a Champions League trip. Meanwhile, we were like hung up on a handball on the line. And Dermot Gallagher didn't give it. And I've, I see him every Monday doing that Premier League ref watch. I'm just like, yeah, you, you should be giving out advice, advice, mate. You couldn't even see a handball. <laughs> so, yeah, literally the only two Palace leads. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the thing yeah. that I've got is uh, Mr. Thomas Brolin. Um, and the game, the, the first game that he played with you guys against us, that was a classic, incredible, classic. Incredible time for Palace um, at a time where I think shortly after he joined, he became assistant manager to uh, the manager, uh, Attilio Lombardo, which was the uh, unlikely Premier League management duo of the year, of the century, probably, to be honest. Um, yeah, he joined and he didn't look well. He no. he wasn't in a good place. I don't know what no. you did. I don't know what you did. did. He come straight to Palace from Leeds. I think he did. Didn't he? By but mutual he consent contracts, and then ended up at Palace. But he was overweight right. at us. He just couldn't fit in. He couldn't play. Um, he he actually made claims that he was bullied at Leeds as well. Um, but yeah, I remember that game watching it as, as a young kid and just not wanting him to do anything good because he's left Leeds, so he's nothing yeah. to us. But. I think he ended up with a, a cut on his head. He had to get a bandage. Do you know what's amazing about players, players like that? And it's, it was definitely the naivety of youth. So when I was younger, I absolutely exhausted a video of World Cup 94 from which mm. he was incredible for Sweden. Like, yeah. he, he was just yeah. such a player. And I just had the name. So I hadn't, you know, being eight, I wasn't watching him every week at Leeds. And I thought, wow, Thomas Brolin's joined Palace. He, I mean, it was a, a bolt of reality. I, I never got happy. I never got excited about another Palace player ever again, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah Thomas Brolin yeah not good and he quit quit football at 28 to sell vacuum cleaners good so on that him. tells you exactly where his strengths lie good on him yeah he ended he ended that season as, as assistant manager certainly assistant certainly sorry certainly translator if not assistant manager to Attilio Lombardo right. who had joined who had joined Palace thinking yeah I'm going to play in the Premier League and then ended up having to to manage uh, a country about any of the native tongue, which was an interesting experience. <laughs> so that's it then. We've got the Brolin Derby. The yeah. Brolin Derby, as as we all know it by now, at least anyway. We should just eat, eat, eat basically all you can eat. You've, we've just got to yeah. get a fucking buffet and then another one and then yeah. just fucking eat, and that's eat, like... Well, yeah, 
that's what we do to commemorate the Brolin derby. Just um, eat loads, eat yeah. loads, and then put a put a bandage around your head at the end when you've when you've had enough, like you did in that game. Yeah, <laughs> good choice. And then run the Hoover round. Yeah, cheers. And then and then and then get someone to smash the ball in your face. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Get him on the pot. Give him a call. Anyone got his number? Give him a I call. don't think he'd have anything to do with Leeds, but let's try. <laughs> we could try. We could try. We've got a number of ideas of people to get on the pod. We can add Brolin to the list. Why not? Is David Hopkin one? I see David Hopkin, right? I've got a good relationship. Well, not a relationship. He doesn't know that I exist. But I've built my whole Twitter following on making his face small for like a year when he were at Bradford. Because okay. obviously we'd not seen him for ages when he played Leeds and he went away and he came back. And obviously he's, he's got older and his face has got, his head's got bigger, but his face has stayed the same size. So I made this whole thing of just making his, his facial features slightly smaller than in the photo and reposting it. And it got to the point where there's this uncanny valley of like, have, have you, did you do that? Have you been at this photo? So I just do it to everybody now. So it all started with David Hopkins at Bradford. Was, was he good for you? Was he yeah. good at Leeds? Yeah, solid player, really good player. Yeah. And not not necessarily the most skillful, but you know, somebody that you could rely on. Uh, I always remember him in that um like half yellow, half blue kit. Yeah. I think okay. of David Hopkins, it's always that kit. Yeah. Uh, Packard Bell. Yeah. Captain does. He uh he yeah, did he? Yeah, for I think oh, okay, that's maybe one or two seasons and then it was um Radaby. If he, I remember um, correctly. He was one of those he was one of those players that would score like 15 or 20 goals a season from midfield, but also be hard as anything. So he was just, he was just good. He was doing everything at all times, really. And then, and then he left. And then about four years later, he, or three years later, he came back on a free transfer to Palace. Um, and the season where we very, very nearly went down, but for a, a winner, six minutes from time at Stockfield, at Stockfield, Stockport. Um, and the goal was great from Dougie Friedman, a proper brilliant individual effort. But it starts with David Hopkins with the most blatant handball on the edge of our own penalty area, where he literally punches it. He just like literally knocks it out of the air, and the referee goes, "He can't have done that. It's too obvious." There's no. Way. And the ball went down, and Huddersfield went down because of David Hopkins handballing it. Um, so yeah, good old David Hopkins. Who like him even more now. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely battered it like a volleyball, and um, yeah, twenty seconds later all of the palestender on the pitch and we've we've stayed up he he came back and he he looked like his dad when he came back the second time he looked like he had just returned and had a very hard life in between yeah, he's, had a, he's had an ad paper round since yeah he yeah he, he did not look like the same person but he anyway <laughs> he went down in uh, went down in folklore for that thing. i went to leeds i've <laughs> seen things <laughs> They did things to me up there that I'll never tell you about. I need to go back to Palace. <laughs> need to go back to Palace. There was better dentistry maybe in South London, which he needed. God. Yeah, I think when he came to us, I think he could have eaten a, an apple through a tennis racket. So yeah, I don't think um, he had anything. I don't think he had any teeth when he came to. But I think he lost them all when he was a youngster at Chelsea. <laughs> or I don't know. I wouldn't want to speculate about his dental hygiene. But, the thing uh, is, if, if you look at the, what age was he when he played for Leeds, he was probably something like 26, something like that. Yeah, he doesn't look yeah. like a 26-year-old. <laughs> My God, right. because he was probably younger than I know when he played for Leeds and he looked ancient. Well, shout out to uh, um, my, my favourite Twitter account at the moment, which is 
I can't remember the exact name of it, but uh, basically old looking blokes from the 80s who are much younger than they actually are. And it is quality. The, I don't know, the guy who runs it at the moment is doing a, like a World Cup of it. Right. And he's just drawn random blokes against other random blokes. <laughs> and, you, and you have to decide which is the better picture. And I don't um, know where he's got the pit. It's sensational. He's got pictures of like third division Italian players from 1983 who are 27 but look look like my grandfather. It's it's mental. And uh, this is that, right on my, my street. It's my, yeah, it, I, <laughs> old 80s footballers or something like that. It is the best Twitter account out there at the moment. And, Alex is uh, Alex is going to uh, small it. face small face all of them and then have a um, <laughs> a, a small faced 80s old men. <laughs> World Cup. There was small face World Cup. Oh, small face World Cup. I'm going to have to do that. I will answer. I will answer if you put the polls up. I'll answer. I'll be there. I'm there for that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think it's eight 80s aging, uh, 80s footballers aging badly. Yeah. Um, Wow, that's that's brilliant. Special shout out to the Ipswich Town team of the early 80s, which look like you know they've been through some hard times during during their teens. Have you? Are you found it now? Uh, he's not 32. There is no way that both of them are 32 say, years mate, old. If you're finding that with the first one, you do 100 of those and you're lost. That's an evening gone. <laughs> oh, man. Right, we'll tweet this from the Peacock account. But yeah, you need to see the scan. And I'll tell you what, it's also a fantastic uh, cause of an awkward conversation with your with your partner where she leans over and goes, you're not listening to a single thing I'm saying. What are you, what are you looking at? And then you just show her a picture of two ancient looking blokes from the 80s and it's just you quickly no load, load up Pornhub <laughs> I was this <laughs> <laughs> that's less embarrassing well you've seen that that yeah. uh, video of the of the the girl eating sushi feeding the guy sushi and she's got a phone strapped to her forehead and it's got the football playing you seen that oh Brit- well no I haven't but that's the, a great hang on, just there's a girl and she's 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 taped oh you got Calvin Phillips there look at that there you go. Oh, missed it. Yeah, <laughs> Calvin Phillips. Um, but yeah, oh, um, is, yeah. she's taped the phone to her head. It's got the football on. That was it. That was the entire That'd story. Be the best way to do it. That's the whole joke. That's <laughs> yeah. the whole joke. But instead, you could have the uh, balding uh, yeah. old 80s guys. Yeah. yeah. It's a great niche. Um, yeah. Actually, probably won't be long until that is a niche on Pornhub. So looking yeah, forward to is. seeing that at some point, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, that seems as good a point as any to uh, wrap this up and uh, put it in the mail and uh, send it off to our one listener in Uganda, actually. We don't have any <laughs> listeners in Myanmar, so that post-season tour was wasted. Um, but we do have a Ugandan, um, we do have a Ugandan listener. So if, uh, if you're listening... Our, our owner is called Andrea Radizani. If you're listening, Rads, you're not. Um, but if you are, Uganda, post-season tour. <laughs> there we go. Hey, you heard it here I said, do you get Eboi to all our Ugandan listeners? <laughs> hey, you didn't tell me this was a musical podcast. Hey, <laughs> come on. Um, we started off with asking you yeah. if you wanted to have a dance. True <laughs> enough. Sorry, I turned it down. I missed, I missed the hint, lads. Full Sorry. circle now. Full circle yeah. now. Sorry. I also uh, offered, offered yeah, I several think, times to, to have a sing-song. A sing-song? Sorry, I got hung up on the uh, the Hitler talk. I kind of didn't get beyond that. Yeah, there we go, yeah. it was... Well, just remember... So yeah, you could have gone musical without. Could have... Special could have shout-out. Spr- I'll tell you what, if you're talking about um, you know African pre-season tours, 
um, Everton did a great one a couple of years ago because they were sponsored by, I want to say, Kenyan betting firm, mm. which basically just involved about a month worth of going from, you know, African country to African country. What was hilarious about it wasn't that at all. They did a lot of great work in a lot of, you know, communities that needed their support. <laughs> what was great was the year after that, where the sponsorship deal was clearly still going on, they didn't go out there and just invite some random club team from Africa to come for a game at Goodison instead. It was as if they went, we're not doing that again. That's too much. You know, we're not doing that again. Get them over here. Get them over here. You know, that, that's the better way to go. That company that sponsored them, they went, didn't they do something dodgy and then they had to get disbanded or something? Sport, I can't remember sport, it all. Pest, sport Pessa or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Sport Pests. <laughs> Small pests, yeah, something bad about it. I don't know what they did, but small sh- sounds good. Pests. <laughs> a Ugandan pest company. Fantastic times. And uh, he's, uh, the guy that run it and like put all his money to it is now our only listener. He's gone, oh. oh. <laughs> he thought this was a safe place. He thought he could <laughs> listen safely. I he's thought I'd got away with it. They... <laughs> they... They they know they know I'm listening. How do they know that? Fucking hell! <laughs> Is this where we reveal ourselves as CIA agents or something? Just to tell him <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we do, at least the, well, um, the analytics. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna, if this is the end, lads, uh, I wish you well for for Saturday. Enjoy whether you're PPBing uh, or not, or uh, I guess is it on Austrian television? It's it's on Sky. It's on, it's on Sky, which I do pay for. Um, for my, I'm okay. not going to say it. I'm not going to say for my sins. No, I'm not. I'm going to del- try and delete as many football cliches out of my vocabulary as possible, starting with today. <laughs> yes, it's all out. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Is that on? Yeah, before... but can you do, can you do it on a Colchester United stock? Hey. <laughs> So it's on well, the normal um, one. Uh, otherwise, yes, I would, be, I would be uh, streaming it illegally. You heard it here first. Well, fair play to you. Fair play to you. Um, well, good luck. Enjoy. I'm going with my Tyler Roberts, 10 minutes from time. Um, and if he does that, I'm going to go into a new business, I think, of uh, yeah. predicting the most ridiculous At least put a quid on that. You've got to put a quid on that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will do. Um, Is he, so... why, why, do you, why do you joke? Does he not score many? He's, he's not very good this season. That's oh, okay. okay. So, he was great last season and uh, he's just gone off the boil. So, but One thing, it's fairly rare for Tyler to score. Um, another thing is he's probably, he'll probably start on the bench. And the, other, the main thing is that that's just an incredibly accurate prediction. You yeah. know, the 80th minute. I mean, I, I, okay, if it's the 78th minute, I'll probably, I probably won't give you five points, but I'll give you three. You know, for that one <laughs> prediction, um, but still, you know, yeah. you should really be getting that if you're going to go that accurate. Then 78 minutes. Well, to put, you know. I'll tell you what to put some more color on the narrative. He's going to come off the bench. No one's going to know he's picking him up from a corner. There you go. That's what's happening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no one picked from a corner as well. We fucking never score from you a know, corner. Nathaniel Klein's going to. You assign bonus n- points. I'm never going to get in anywhere in this league. <laughs> Nathaniel Klein is going to be like, is he my man? Is he my man? And then Patrick Van Arnold is going to be like, I don't know. I don't know. And then bang, 1-1. One, one. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy. Well, there you go. Okay, so Jack, where are you from? You're from the five-year plan. Is that The correct? five-year plan podcast, Okay, yeah. And uh, yeah. do people, would you have a personal Twitter account that people can follow? I do. Not worth it. Don't, don't bother. It's just basic American politics maps at the moment. So I wouldn't bother following me for... Okay. 
Sounds much, good. To be honest, you can, yeah. te- you, can, you can tell me. You can tell me off air. And five year plan. What's that? At FYP. Uh, at FYP fanzine. I can't remember. We'll put it. We'll put it in the bottom bit. Yeah, put yeah. it in the bottom bit of YouTube. Yeah, it's Link at in FYP. the description. Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> want to say thank you very much for coming on and best wishes for thirty six games this season. <laughs> thank you so much, and the same to you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. And uh, it's a very, very goodbye from at Right Badger Alex. See you later. And it's also a uh, somewhat mild goodbye from me, uh, a, bit, a bit like a tepid tea that has sat out too long. Uh, that was your match review podcast, and we'll see you again. Match preview, sorry. I always get them for oh, fucking hell. Fucked it up again. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends.